Chapter Twenty Four of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty Four: A Desperate Chance. The fight was brief but intense. Caught completely off guard, the chauffeur proved no match for three desperate opponents. A hard blow on the jaw sent him reeling backwards. He fell and was pinned to the floor. Flash groped about in the dark until he found the revolver. He jammed its muzzle into the chauffeur's ribs. "'Let me have that,' ordered Major Hartgrove, taking the weapon from him. "'See if you can find some rope.' Flash ran into the adjoining room, and after a brief search, located a coil, which evidently had been brought to the cabin by Rascomb's men. Doyle and the Major dragged the chauffeur into the lighted room. Skillfully, they trussed him up, and set him in a chair now you'll talk said major hartgrove if you refuse i know how to change your mind you're working for rascomb never heard of him albert povey then supplied flash i don't know either of them guys the chauffeur insisted who hired you to waylay flash and me if it wasn't rascomb demanded doyle he recommended you as a driver the chauffeur glared at his three questioners, refusing to speak. "'You know what a charge of kidnapping means in this state,' reminded the major. "'A life sentence.' An expression of fear came over the chauffeur's face. He began to tremble. "'Now, if you come clean, tell us everything you know. You may get off with a lighter sentence,' the major went on. "'But if Rascomb makes good his escape, you'll be the one to take the rap.' this is the first job i've ever done for him the chauffeur whined my orders were to let you all escape in the morning what became of the papers stolen from me major hartgrove asked rascomb has them and where is he now i don't know you're lying accused the major has he gone to melbridge field not rascomb he's flying to mexico tonight flying exclaimed flash in his own plane yeah at the hotel i heard him telephone a man by the name of floor he told him to be at the airport by five o'clock rascomb must have meant his own private field flash said looking at his watch it's fifteen after three now but we still have a chance to stop him how far are we from excelsior city asked the major forty-seven miles the chauffeur informed let's get started flash urged tersely we haven't a minute to lose major hartgrove untied the chauffeur's feet and they forced the man to walk back to the road where the car had been left flash slid behind the wheel as they rode through the night at a furious pace doyle and major hartgrove continued to question their prisoner they soon satisfied themselves that he knew almost nothing about rascomb's past i only met the guy yesterday he insisted rascomb offered me a chance to pick up some easy money he let on he wanted to play a joke on some friends of his i was to drive the car until tonight i didn't have no idea i was getting mixed up in a kidnapping and maybe worse what do you mean worse the major inquired well i don't want to have any hand in letting an innocent man be killed that's why I'm spilling everything I know. Rascomb planted one of his men at Melbridge Field. 
he hasn't fixed so some poor guy will get killed tomorrow when they test out a parachute bailey brooks yeah he's the one i heard rascomb talking about it i see said the major explosively rascomb figured that if brooks were killed in the test the parachute would be discredited and the army would lose all interest then with the plans in his possession he would quietly transfer them to his own government but we'll stop that test flash pressed his foot harder on the accelerator he was afraid to look at his watch again the speedometer warned him that they were not making good time soon they came to a small town which flash recognized a narrow country road bisected the one they were following he eased on the brake major this would be a shortcut to clear lake how about taking it major hartgrove glanced at his prisoner flash read the thought this town must have a constable and a jail he said we could drop him here and go on yes that will be wiser than trying to take the longer route agreed major hartgrove they aroused a sleepy official from his bed and turned the chauffeur over to him explanations were necessary the constable was slow to understand we are losing entirely too much time the major fumed you stay here and enter a charge against this man flash proposed doyle and i will go on to clear lake unless we move fast rascomb is certain to get away the major considered briefly and consented i'll telephone to excelsior city for a police squad he promised by the time you reach clear lake help should be there i'll follow as quickly as i can armed with the major's revolver flash and doyle raced on toward clear lake the road they had chosen was bedded with loose gravel small stones were thrown against the windshield and fenders as the car skidded around corners doyle snapped on a light and looked at his watch twenty after four he announced we'll never make it we will unless rascomb takes off ahead of time flash answered grimly dawn was beginning to color the eastern sky trees and houses along the road gradually assumed definite shape the air was heavy with smoke from the forest fire which still raged miles away flash and doyle drove through clear lake at ten minutes of five houses were dark the streets deserted there was no police delegation to meet them doyle nervously fingered the loaded revolver it looks as if we're on our own he said unless that chauffeur gave us a bum steer they were drawing near the private airfield flash snapped off the headlight beams as the car swung around a bend of the road they saw the cleared field ahead of them shrouded in the morning mist flash leaned forward a plane stood near the hangar propeller turning blue flames licking from its exhaust it's rascomb he shouted we're too late doyle groaned no chance to stop him now a gate which gave entrance to the private field had been left open flash whirled the wheel and they went through bumping over the uneven ground rascomb sat at the controls of the monoplane with fleur in the cockpit behind him they both saw the approaching car derisively rascomb waved his hand speeding up the engine he taxied to the end of the cleared space then nosed the plane into the wind we've lost him doyle exclaimed he's taking off flash had noted the direction of the wind and the path which the plane must travel there's only one way to stop him he cried 
as the plane roared down the field he deliberately headed the car straight toward it jump he shouted to doyle save yourself we're going to crash head on End of chapter twenty four